Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs Podcast Break. On PHNX, my name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me is occasionally known as Jesse Friedman, but he's always known as the Thunderstick and my vice mayor. Jesse, I'm sad today. Uh, I don't feel like I should be sad. I mean, I feel like things aren't all bad, but the Dodgers just continue to Dodger don't they we got our jokes in last year we poked fun at lance lynn especially in the playoffs uh we poked fun at a lot of the ways that they uh you know basically put together their roster last year relying heavily on david peralta and his pre-choreographed celebrations and such but that doesn't look to be the case next year the the dodgers are definitely rearming themselves and i'm not I'm not happy about it, but uh, of course, ski to you, Nicholas, ski to you all, ski, Connor. So glad to see you guys. I wish I could have a more emphatic ski, but it just, it, it, it's just sad, Jesse. It's just sad. And one day after we had to deal with all of the Shohei Otani uh, stuff being official now, they are reportedly in talks with the Rays involving Tyler Glass now. And then there's also reports that Randy Arozarena might also be part of that trade the Dodgers are seeking don't know how much truth there is to that that seems to just kind of be a rumor floating around but the glass now situation definitely seems to be a deal that is very close to being done glass now to the Dodgers just makes a lot of sense frankly the Rays are trying to clear salary the Dodgers are of course a team that has the ability to take some salary on the Dodgers are also say. a team that <laughs> you don't say. The Dodgers are also a team that needs some help at the top of the rotation, right? Uh, we talked about this the other day. How even after you know adding Shohei Otani doesn't do anything for the Dodgers rotation in 2024. So they're clearly they need some upgrades there. They do. And I don't think this was going to be like you know the the Lance Lynn type move that they made at the trade deadline. This was going to be something where they really added to the top of their starting rotation. And Tyler Glass now is a guy who can do that. I'm not sure there's anyone in baseball who has better raw stuff than Tyler Glass now does. Maybe a handful. I mean, I guess maybe Spencer Strider, one name that comes to mind. But like when Tyler Glass now is healthy, which granted he often is not. He's often that's probably the when, biggest problem. When he is healthy, yeah. he is one of the one of the best, one of my favorite pitchers. Just just to watch, just given how nasty all of his stuff is. Um, so yeah, this makes a lot of sense, and I would not be surprised if it's done in relatively short order. Uh, they also reportedly met with Yamamoto, and when I say they, I mean they brought like the whole yeah, goddamn the roster whole, with the them. They? They're like Mookie Betts. <laughs> Shohei Otani, uh, Freddie Freeman, all of you guys come. Will Smith, you're a nice guy. You people <laughs> like you come, you come too. So yeah, it's just uh, it, it it seems to definitely be uh, uh, you know a, a, a kind of a getting these guys onto this team. They all kind of coming together. Uh, they are a bunch of nice guys. I told Damon this before we started. This collection of players, should they get like a Randy Arozarena and add to this team a guy like that, might be the least hateable best team ever based on how nice all of those guys are and how hard it is to hate them individually as players or people yeah but collectively oh my god don't worry i got it in me i know you do you're (laughs) the hate is strong with damon he's a professional hater i'll Um, hate enough for everybody if need be yeah i appreciate that uh but yeah my thought my thought is just if you're like if you're like james outman or chris taylor 
are you just like pissed off that you're not part of this meeting? Yes. Like what you brought like, everyone except for me? Like what the I've been here for a while as well. If you're Chris Taylor at least. Like, like walking out with the other guys and being like, I'm also going to get in this limousine. And they're like, not so fast, James. <laughs> <laughs> the limo's full you're gonna have to uh just hang back for now yeah i no. guess you wouldn't want to bring like 15 players to a meeting with with one dude be a but, bit intimidating uh, they brought yeah. james outman yamamoto would sign with like the mets immediately after <laughs> yeah. the meeting he'd be like what yeah um i i would think that if the diamondbacks did this that the meeting place would be happy jewelers yeah like yeah. where they all got oh, those sure. like the gold chains right they just they bring like you know they they bring Yamamoto directly there. They they have him looking fly. They give him you know uh, blinged out and all that, and then they get him on the team. I don't like any of this, Jesse. And I think somebody said it in the chat. But let's be honest. What's really going on here is the Diamondbacks straight up scared the Dodgers into needing to create an All Star Super Team, and yeah. obviously that's something hilarious considering that this is a ragtag group. Of, of rookies and young guys, the bunch of 23 year olds that a lot of people for the most part in the baseball world hadn't really heard of prior to this season that they just made this huge, huge splash and ultimately just beat the Dodgers so badly uh, in, in, in the division series that all jokes aside, the Dodgers needed to go out and do this in order for them to feel like they can compete now, which is yeah. just ridiculous. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't know how much of it is in reaction to, you know, losing to the Diamondbacks it specifically. Is. It but, all is. Every bit of it. But, I mean, it's you know, it could be, I think it's definitely in reaction to the fact that the Dodgers just haven't been able to go all that deep into the playoffs recently, right? Uh, they're it's certainly, well documented. It is, it is well documented. And, and the Dodgers have also, like, by their standards, they haven't pushed the chips in as much in recent years, right? A lot of people suspected for a while that they were, you know, trying to keep their spending a little bit lower so that when the time came to sign Shohei Otani, they would have, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more space with the luxury tax and whatnot. Guess um, what? It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in a way that they couldn't have imagined that it would have worked yeah, so they well. Were, they were probably anticipating having to clear more space than $46 million, but that was yesterday's topic. I'll, I'll leave that there. You're making me sick. Uh, over again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they've, they've kind of been preparing for this for a while, I think. And, you know, if you're going to go get Shohei Otani, you might as well just go all out if you're the Dodgers, right? And we know that they're going to be smart about it. They're going to spend their money responsibly as they always seem to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get Yamamoto and complete that trade for Glass now, but I also wouldn't be that surprised if, if that's what happened. And at that point, that's a pretty formidable starting rotation with Bueller, Yamamoto, Glass now, Bobby Miller. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, there's some some pretty good depth there. So we'll have to see how it turns out. But unfortunately for Diamondbacks fans, the Dodgers are not anywhere close to done at this point. Uh, Mark Slayer in the chat says, imagine being a franchise needing all these players to stop Paven Smith. Such a sad franchise. Thank you, Mark, for the super chat and for your <laughs> tremendous comment. Connor says, it's definitely funnier thinking of a group of 23-year-olds scared the crap out of the Dodgers this much. Yes, that's, uh, it's yeah, see, it's funny to think of that. That's why Jesse has to bring me down. And uh, I know that's not the sole reason. They just why? think about Gabby, like Andrew Friedman just can't get like the Gabby Moreno bat flip out of his head. Nah. And he just is nah. haunted by it. And yeah. so he's just going to go crazy. There were two Gabby Moreno bat flips. Well, and, the there, yeah. and then series. you can also factor in like most of the state of Pennsylvania hating us based on the uh, Alex. Like Thomas flag planting 
at Citizens Bank Park, which we now own. Right. Uh, right and yes. again, I appreciate Ken not moving the team to Philadelphia based on the fact that we have ownership of that baseball park. He easily could do it, as he said yesterday. <laughs> right. But that's not happening because we're we're good people. It's over true. Here. We do own the bank. We do own the bank. <laughs> uh, speaking of Diamondbacks, free agents and moves that they could have made, uh, Royals are reportedly signing Seth Lugo to a three year deal uh, worth forty five million dollars. So there is another guy off the table we kind of figured that was the case when the diamondbacks you know successfully pursued eduardo rodriguez but it felt like seth lugo might be one of the cheaper options instead he ends up costing 50 million dollars a year do you think that was a little bit high of a pay or do you think that's what like because i I don't know if the diamondbacks would have wanted seth lugo at 15 million a year right i mean the d-backs are paying erod 14 million in the first year of that contract so I don't I haven't seen the breakdown for the Lugo deal. I don't know if that's out yet, but if it's an even 15 million for 2024, 2025 and 2026, you conceivably might have needed to pay more in 2024 for Seth Lugo yes. than the Diamondbacks paid for Eduardo Rodriguez. Um yeah, I I think 3 and 45 for Seth Lugo is pretty reasonable. I think that's higher than most of the estimates out there, but look, the guy had a 3.57 ERA last year. I know. And he was reasonably durable. He missed a little bit of time. I know he doesn't have a long track record as a starting pitcher. He's generally pitched out of the bullpen. That's a a new thing he took on in San Diego this year, but he was good at it. And, you know, the peripherals aren't fantastic. He's not a number 1 starter. He's not a number 2 starter. He's more of a number 3, number 4 type. But at $15 million a year, I mean, again, like what we talked about with Eduardo Rodriguez at $20 million a year, that's that's the price of, of doing business. And I think I saw, you know, Saris from The Athletic talk about how he was kind of surprised that more teams weren't willing to do this. Yeah. Uh, no knock on, on the Kansas City Royals. I imagine that if there were other teams that were, you know, willing to make a similar offer that... You know, maybe maybe he would have preferred to to go there, but That's yeah, a good a good, good pickup for for the Royals at what I think is a a pretty reasonable price given where the market is right now. They also signed relief pitcher Chris Stratton, so the Royals are trying to put something together there. I don't know what exactly, and again, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you at least got to try to make your team better, right? They also so, signed uh, Will Smith, a reliever who wins the World Series every year. That's this right. Is true. So what are the yeah. Royals cooking? What are the Royals the, cooking over we there? We don't know what the Royals are cooking, but they have to win the World Series in 2024. That's true. That's the only way that this makes sense. What's definitely going to happen is he's going to get traded to like the number one team yeah. in they're in a different division and then he'll win the world series going to that a is the, that is the correct interpretation <laughs> yeah. the kansas city royals at the trade deadline in 2024 will have the authority to decide who wins the world series yeah it's just a matter of where they trade will smith to yeah so if you want to win the world series you better you better come in with a high offer because the royals hold all the cards here uh, Casey Markham in the chat said, can you guys speak more on what Kendrick said about the Dodgers only saving $4 million? Would love to know a little bit more about the, how that's all broken down. Uh, did you did you catch yeah, all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically, he was talking about how, you know, it's a $46 million hit toward the luxury tax instead of $70 million for Shohei Otani, as we broke down in detail. Um, and what that allows the Dodgers to do is it allows them to you know, it allows them to pay more before hitting that luxury tax threshold, which this year, uh, the lowest level is 237 million. Mm-hmm. So once you hit 237 million, I believe you're paying 20% uh, above that. 
And so, uh, you know, That's if you for that do, first tier, right? Yeah. For that first tier. So if you do the math on $24 million, you know, you could make a case. All right. So now that 24 million is not being taxed at that 20%. Whereas if Otani hadn't done this for the Dodgers, then they would be taxed on that $24 million, million which works out to, yeah, about $4.8 million that the Dodgers are saving in that process. So yeah, which is, which is, you know, that's a decent amount of savings, but for the Dodgers, it's not a tremendous amount of money. But what he's also failing to bring up is like how that, like a big part of that is how it allows them to still also pursue other free agents before they would hit that tax threshold anyway. And again, another really interesting thing that I found out when he was talking about that, Jesse and I were discussing this is just the Dodgers, the the need to have to put the money that they're going to pay Otani into an account that they can't touch based on the players association, the collective bargaining agreement, the way that like these deferred deals work out. However, that also allows the Dodgers to make interest on that money to receive interest back, depending on what account they put it in and what the yield is, what percentage yield that they get for that account. And so the, the, you know, again, Jesse talking about it only being a $46 million hit. He also talked about the, uh, the AAV of it essentially because of the deferments essentially being much less than what Otani should have gotten. Right. But you also have the fact that the Dodgers get to make interest money on top of it, off of that mud, which again, it might not be a lot, but when you're talking about, you know, $70 million or $68 million, you have to put into that account every year or, or however that works as far as the full total amount. Uh, that's that could be a lot even if it's a small percentage yield um but that's a whole other thing yeah. um the giants meanwhile they continued they to, did it Derek. They, they continue to swing and miss <laughs> on their big free agents and they finally got their guy they got someone yeah yeah jung hu lee is interesting um he is not uh i in my mind it's a little hard to Consider him a hundred and thirteen million dollar player, which is what he got six years, one hundred thirteen million mm-hmm. from the Giants, uh, including the posting fee. Their investment here is closer to one hundred and thirty five million. He's a center fielder, so that's where a good amount of his value is going to come from. Certainly makes sense that the Giants would be interested there. But an interesting player. He only hit six home runs in Korea in twenty twenty three. Granted, he he missed some time. He only played eighty six games. Uh, he did hit 318, and he struck out 23 times in 387 <laughs> plate appearances. God. So his contact, his contact ability, that's a ridiculous, is is very impressive. Yeah, and that's what you're kind of banking on here is that you know he can be a he can really hit. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily going to be a lot of power, but a guy who can really hit. If he hits, you know, three 310, 320, or whatever you can put up with a lack of of power and the fact that he might not be fantastic in center field if he if he hits more like 260 270 it's it's a little bit harder to figure out how this would make sense for the giants because at that point you're paying you know nearly 20 million dollars a year for a player that you know sort of an Andrew Benintendi type where yeah. there's some defensive value there's a little bit of offensive value but there's not a whole lot on either side so it's a bit of a risky move, but frankly, the Giants just can't afford to swing and miss on another one. And uh, and you know he's I don't know if he's like a face of the franchise, but he's Could a be. yeah he's a marketable player. He's young; he's only twenty five years old. So you can you can understand why the Giants felt the need to do this. This is almost like a renaissance in Major League Baseball right now for Japanese and Korean players. I don't want to act like this is the first time. 
you know, there's there's been players that crossed over th- with that success. I don't want to act like it's the first time that MLB has pursued players from overseas like this. But what it feels like is this is the first time where there's a lot of big money contracts being given to these guys yeah. before they ever play a single inning in Major League Baseball. And that's the part that feels kind of different about this. With And like several at the same time. And several too. at the same yeah, yeah, several this season is what I mean. Like, you know, it's not just that that one big name you know, from overseas, like, like it has been for major league baseball in the past. It feels like there are a lot of guys getting that, you know, not only that notoriety, but having teams be willing to open up uh, the the checkbook and pay for their services. And, and, you know, it's, it's been proven that these, that, that a lot of these guys, no matter where they play, uh, they're playing at an elite level of baseball, even if it's not here in the United States. So, you know, I, th- I think that the stigma about whether or not that that they can adapt and adjust to, you know, the major league here in the United States is is kind of gone. Yeah. But it's still a factor. You just still never know when a guy that you might give this kind of contract to might not have the same success that he found wherever he was playing. And that's the reason why this is kind of surprising, but cool. You know, yeah. it's cool. I but just like think you said, like- the Giants, that, they, that could be a face of the franchise. Yeah, I I think, you know, Ha-Sung Kim being so good and like turning into such a good player for the Padres and Kodai Senga being so good, you know, last year. They're just, you know, in in some of these foreign leagues, there's just been guys who have come over recently and really, really outperformed expectations. And you have to believe, as, as you're saying, that that had an, an impact on the market. Imagine the fact that Scott Boris is Jung Hoo Lee's agent certainly didn't, help, uh, didn't hurt. Uh, that man is a menace. That seems like it was probably a factor here as well. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he how he makes the transition. You just, like you said, you just never know what it's going to look like with these guys. And uh, it's it's always fun to you know see him see him over here in the majors and and you know see what they have to offer. I mean, and it's not just it's not just players technically from overseas. We're even seeing this with younger players. Obviously, the Diamondbacks extended Corbin Carroll before he had his incredible rookie year, and that was a very smart move on their part. You have the Brewers signing a 19 year old Jackson Churio to an eight year, eighty two million dollar contract. Yeah. So like, yeah, the people are trying to lock up these guys that they are you know kind of forecasting as being future superstars now so that they don't have to pay as much money in the future or they don't have to worry about losing them when that time comes how long until like a guy is drafted in the first round and then like next week we're like all right we want we want an eight year deal all right let's do it let's go i am absolutely with it it has to be very difficult because you wouldn't know exactly how much time they would need in the minors so it'd be hard to figure out the years there but uh yeah it just seems like teams are getting increasingly willing uh to make these kinds of investments at, at younger and younger ages and you can understand why like if jackson churio is the player that a lot of people think he will be the Milwaukee Brewers aren't, they aren't just affording him. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, they're just not, they wouldn't be able to afford him when the time came. So you can certainly understand the investment with him as you can understand the investment that the Diamondbacks made in Corbin Carroll, which certainly appears to be a very good one. I want to talk about someone not getting paid enough money, not being given a, a long enough contract, and that's Rowdy Tellez. Yeah. The Pirates signed Rowdy, Rowdy <laughs> Tellez to a one-year, $3 million deal. That is not enough for my big man. That is not enough, but I do appreciate that the Pirates love big, meaty men maybe more than any other franchise. Can there be maybe a time? Could there be a time and place where Daniel Vogelbach, Rowdy Tellez, and and G-Man Choi are all on the same team at the same time? I mean, they were all in the in the they were all in the franchise at one point. Can we get them all back on the Pirates all at the same time? Because that would be the greatest collection 
of 1,000 pounds I've ever seen in my life. Just. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only one DH slot, so you've got Damn you've it. got that, you've got that working that, against Daniel you. can play first base. We'll put G Man Choi in the outfield. It'll work out. Just Choi can play a little outfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. It uh, honestly, I mean, I think it. It. I think three million might be on the higher end. If I'm being totally honest. <laughs> I, mean, Rowdy, I just want I just want Rowdy Tellez in my in my. Rowdy Tellez had a 6.67 OPS yeah. with the Brewers in 105 games care. in 2023. Stop bringing me down. Three million dollars on a guaranteed major league deal. It's, <laughs> I think he's doing pretty well for himself. But yeah, you know, he's been he's been better than that in the past. His career hitting stats are slightly above average. So. Uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how that love uh, turns man. out. I love the big man. Uh, and the Diamondbacks, of course, continue to be linked to JD Martinez. No real news there, uh, but it Jim Bowden had him had the Diamondbacks as his official predicted destination for yeah. JD Martinez today, I believe. Yep, and of course, um, that's because this his his services aren't needed any longer by the Dodgers at this point, right? It's an inevitability. Yeah, I saw an article that said maybe he can play some left field. Come on, that's not what are happen. we doing here? No. That's not happening. He wasn't a great outfielder when he was with the D-backs six years ago. Correct. So I don't, I Correct. don't know if you still want JD Martinez rummaging around out there. But yeah, it it continues to make sense, Derek. It continues to make sense yeah. for the Diamondbacks to bring back JD Martinez. As we've talked about, uh, you know, whether it's one year or two years, I imagine is a is a big factor here whether the diamondbacks are willing to make a two-year investment in a guy who's 36 years old i believe um so yeah i mean someone's probably going to give it to him you imagine based on the season that he had with the dodgers in in 2023 i guess i guess i guess the one question i have is what's even the point anymore what's the point the Dodgers are just going to get everybody. They're just going <laughs> to run us all over. What are we even doing anymore? Should we even pick up any more free agents? I'm sad. I'm broken. Uh, especially if they get Randy Rosarina. Don't even get me started on that. But I have um, my I have my doubts there. I do too. I I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, God, the, I apparently, right. I mean, we do know what the reported return for the Rays was going to be in that Glass Now deal, which also involved Manuel Margot going okay. to the Dodgers. Uh, Ryan Pepio, of course, apparently. Being the the centerpiece going back to Tampa Bay he in that a, deal, he has star written all over him as a Ray. Yeah, oh he yeah, really Ryan, does. Ryan Pepio is about going that. to way outperform Tyler Glass now. In, in <laughs> well, Glass now will be good, but only throw like eighty six innings with the Dodgers, correct? And then Ryan Pepio will go out in Tampa and you know throw one hundred forty, one hundred fifty. Cy Young, yeah, you know, get some Cy Young votes. Uh, I I thought Ryan, I mean Ryan Pepio, there was one game. It was toward the end of the season. I think it was in August, I want to say. This was in a very demoralizing three-game series that the Diamondbacks played against the Dodgers toward the end of the year uh, where they had their three best starters. People might remember this. This the big series in L.A. where the D-backs had Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and Brandon Fott going, and they just went in there and got absolutely pummeled. And Ryan Pepio is a big part of that. Ryan Pepio, you know, in typical Dodgers fashion, he I don't think the leash was especially long. But he looked really good in that game against the D-backs, and it clearly has taken some steps forward. If I would, if I was a, a Rays fan, I would be pretty excited about that return. If, if that is indeed what happens, it begs the question though: What the hell were the Dodgers thinking when they pitched Lance Lynn in the playoffs over Ryan Pepio? Yeah, I think I mean Lance Lynn is just you know 
has postseason experience, has a lot of yeah. experience in general. Ryan so Pepio was really good down the stretch of the season. Well, and maybe that's the problem for a team that has those kind of stars, right? Because the Dodgers really do have a great farm system, and then they also have the ability to go out and bit, get whoever they want financially. And that's the part that makes it seem unfair, but it's also a problem for them because baseball is a game where we just kind of move on fast. Sometimes a guy that was just a great player two seasons ago is not even league average any longer. There's sometimes no explanation for it, and it's probably more uh, apparent in 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 this league and this sport than other sports where guys where where a player's skills can just kind of taper off. They they can diminish and then they're just not you know, the player that they once were. I mean, I was I was just realizing that looking at some of these numbers for some of the free agents and some of the names that are kind of more on the bottom of the list but are bigger names that we once kind of thought of as being great players. And it's incredible how we can consider a guy a great player for a, a very short amount of time. But going back to my point about the Dodgers, they, they just, they're always going to have that where there's always going to be a bigger name that's going to be maybe a better fit than going with one of their younger guys. And I think that's, what the Diamondbacks don't have to deal with. The Diamondbacks last year literally just put in whoever was performing the best and didn't care about contracts, didn't care about, you know, uh, a lot of things. Sometimes not having choices is just That's just part easier, of it too, right? yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not just not having choices. It's going at times with the guys that were good. The Diamondbacks had a choice to leave Madison Bumgarner in their starting rotation last year. They didn't. Did they? Did they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just leave it at that. But uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, ultimately, sometimes when you have those big contracts, you have those big name players, even if those guys aren't playing well, you still feel obligated to playing them over yeah, younger guys that could be performing, you know, could be the ones that lead you to victory, right? So, yeah, I mean, Ryan Pepio was like, I mean, he had a 2.14 ERA in the regular season. It was only 42 innings, kind of a mixed starting and, and relief pitching role. Uh, he had, this is pretty crazy. He had five walks with the Dodgers in those 42 innings in 2023. He had 27 walks and 36 and a third the year prior. So he just like completely stopped walking guys last year, at least during that brief stint in the majors. And it is a credit to the Dodgers. Like if they do this thing with Tyler Glass now, they're not doing it because I mean, it's partially because of the money that they have to spend. The glass now is not going to be cheap, but it's also because the Dodgers drafted Ryan Pepio in the third round in 2019. And he's turned into a pretty desirable pitcher. And that's something the Dodgers just they just do that. They just they do. do that. They're just really good at developing, drafting and developing in pretty much all facets. And that's been a big part of their success as well. well. We thank you guys for being here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Uh, don't miss Petey. He's sitting over here in the corner and you, you just can't miss anytime Petey's <laughs> just on camera uh, but also <laughs> if you're listening to the audio podcasting side make sure uh, to leave us a review over there we always appreciate those five-star reviews make sure you're subscribed uh, drop us a like Gabby I don't know if Gabby's still around Gabby might be on vacation but drop us a like here in the chat those are our attaboys we always appreciate those attaboys uh, of course if uh, you are looking for any options when it comes to uh, updating your home and your flooring in your home there is one choice here in the valley and of course that is uh, the the world-renowned empire today check out empire today because they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection uh, i had a similar situation recently uh, where we were replacing our back door jesse uh, it's a glass sliding door and i had the company come out and she just bogged me down 
with so many options, so many choices, so much crap that I didn't want to hear. I mean, honestly, I told her what I wanted. I told it was simple. I just wanted the what's the cheapest cost? I just want the cheapest one. The bed like right now, compared to my current, you know, glass lighting door, any door is going to be an upgrade. Uh, and still, I had to go through all of the uh, the sales and all of the different samples and looking at different colors. It was obnoxious. I knew what I wanted. And I could have used a company like Empire today to keep it simple for me. Uh, of course, I would have also needed to have that person in my home because Empire today has a virtual floor designer, which you can check out uh, in your home, the comfort of your home, in your pajamas while you're drinking some hot chocolate, uh, what the floors will look like in your space. Just snap a picture and see how the new flooring will look. Empire prides itself on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so you can see exactly what the new floors will look like in your home's lighting and decor. Uh, schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. And that, of course, is Empire Today. I just love doing the jingle. How many how many colors of sliding glass doors are there? You wouldn't believe it. You like, don't even get me started just on the shades just like... of brown that there are. Like the shades of brown. I, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted like just give me a white door. My trim is white. My windows are white. It's not hard. It it's not seem hard. Like it should be very complicated. It, well, yeah, they overcomplicate it, and so do flooring companies. And that's why Empire Today is the best. Uh, but of course, a great option this holiday season is for you to give your loved ones, your family members, your friends tickets to the events, concert shows they want to see. And you can do that with Game Time. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. So if those things are coming up this Friday, this is a busy month. December is a busy month. If those things are coming up. Uh, you can make sure to get your tickets. Uh, best deals last minute over at Game Time. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Well, uh, tis the season for looking ahead with our friends from Arizona Lottery. And, of course, uh, I got my lottery scratcher ticket here ready to go. But before we get to that, we need to talk about the Diamondbacks' free agency options. We talked enough about what the Dodgers are going to do, and that makes me sick. But uh, we got to talk about the Diamondbacks and what their options are. Because, as we said, Seth Lugo no longer on the table. Some of the other guys, guys are coming off the board fast. Uh, it's like it's it's like a fantasy draft. you got to make sure to know uh, what your other options are. And for the Diamondbacks, their best option for what they're looking for in a right-handed hitter might be already in their clubhouse, might already have a locker in their clubhouse. I don't know if he does anymore. They might have taken Probably it down. Probably doesn't but, have a locker anymore. <laughs> but uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., of course, our purple-haired friend, uh, my my hair twin, uh, might just be the guy that the Diamondbacks are looking for. Uh, it might cost more than they want to, but there might be a benefit to bringing back someone who's already familiar with this team and was a part of this big World Series run. Yeah, if we look at Lourdes' stats from 2023, of course, People are probably fairly familiar. 261 average, 309 on base, 463 slugging percentage. He had 24 homers, 82 RBI, 2.1 wins above replacement on fan graphs. He was good. Lourdes Gurriel was exactly what the Diamondbacks needed him to be in 2023. It wasn't a full-on breakout season. It kind of looked like it might be early on. There was a point in May where Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was basically the best hitter on the planet. And it appeared that he was on the verge of having like this monstrous breakout walk here. Um, it didn't quite turn out that way. He really struggled in the middle of the season, kind of came back toward the end. 
And at the end of the day, he was a, he was a good hitter. He was an above average hitter, just as he's been every year that he's been in the majors. My my official take on this, I know that we've we've touched a little bit on Guriel in the past. I think it came up as a mailbag question. If you can bring back Lourdes Guriel Jr. without it hindering you from going out and getting the J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, you know, Mitch Garver, we're going to talk about him in a second, that type of guy as well, then I think it makes a lot of sense. Guriel could be your everyday left fielder, just as he was in 2023, and you also would have the ability to go out and get a DH that would be formidable and really help the team. Um, where I don't think it would make sense is if getting Guriel means that you no longer have the ability to get that other right-handed bat in the DH slot. Agreed. Um, and I'm, I think that's probably the most likely situation here. We don't know exactly how much the D-backs have to spend. Uh, Ken did not get into specifics yesterday. He said specifically he wouldn't tell us. He said he did. He was <laughs> very specific in saying that he would not be specific. Um, and yeah, I, my my sense of the situation is if you get Guriel, you probably can't get one of those guys. And I think I think the cost here is probably just a little bit too high. I think the... my. I've said this quite a bit. I've discussed this. I felt like essentially this is one of those situations where you need to let Lourdes go because you're and you're essentially going to overpay for him to bring him back. He's coming off of an all-star season. He's coming off of a World Series appearance. He had some great numbers. And overall, he's one of the best outfielders on the market, to be honest, by comparison to the other outfielders who are available through free agency. He's at yeah. least a top top five guy right now right and so the the idea here is that if the diamondbacks are going to end up for overpaying someone else to bring them in as a free agent like a jorge soler let's say then why not also maybe overpay a little bit to bring lordis back right now Fangraphs has a projection that his it would be a three-year deal worth 36 million dollars which sounds very doable to me that's MLB yeah, trade, that's, that's on the low end I yeah think. mlb trade rumors has four years 54 million um, especially which, with jung hu lee getting 113 million right, now i know right. they're not they're not at all the same type of player but they're both outfielders i have to wonder if that that kind of raises the bar as well. Well, and again, with Guriel, if I'm his agent, I'm definitely waiting. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I, if I'm an agent, I'm waiting until this Otani deal got done in the first place. But again, you, you just, you're going to have teams that budgeted money in order to go after free agents that did not get the free agents they were going after. And in that case, they're going to still try to get somebody because it's like Black Friday. And you go out on Black Friday and you wanted to get one of the deals. You wanted to get one of the doorbusters, but you didn't get there early enough. You missed out on it. <laughs> the store only had five 72-inch TVs for $150. So now you're standing there with your money in hand and nothing in your cart. And that's why you buy your grandma picture frame set for five bucks because it was the only thing you could get your hands on right it was when, either the 72 inch tv or, or the picture or frames. the picture yeah that's there's correct. no, that, no there's no in between <laughs> i mean you speak like a man that's never been out black friday shopping before hardly oh yeah hardly. it's 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 a uh, it's a war out there when you go black friday shopping but there's just a weird sense that builds in you and i'm just saying that from a franchise standpoint it's got to be a similar feeling when you were trying to go out on a year like the Giants were and spend and you don't get your guy and yeah. you go, and then you fail. Then, and now next year you're like, all right, well, we have all that money from last year that we had budgeted. Maybe we'll go get Otani this year. And then you don't get Otani. And now, you know what I mean? Like, so there, there are going to be, there are going to be contracts given out that are going to be higher because of the fact that agents could get teams to pay more for it. Essentially with yeah. Uriel, 
I think that's the case. And I think the Diamondbacks know his worth and how much they're willing to pay. Another team is probably going to pay him much more than what the Diamondbacks are willing to pay. I just think yeah. when it comes down to it, there's something to be said about bringing back a guy that was just a tremendous fit for your team, a tremendous Clearly, clubhouse yeah. guy, a guy that seemed to get along with everybody so well, and a guy that really was a big part of the run that you made. You just never know what you're going to get out of other guys that you pay that money to, but you know what you're going to get out of Guriel because you had him he in your, is, you know, in, in your, in your locker room. Yeah. He, and, and he is a steady presence. Like I said, he's been an above average hitter every year. You know, sometimes it's been a little bit more on base percentage. Sometimes it's been a little bit more power, but he's always been an above average hitter. So I think he's a fairly safe bet, um, you know, at least over the next couple of years in in that regard. But yeah, part of Lourdes's value is his ability to play a pretty adequate, a pretty solid corner outfield as right. we saw last season. Yeah. If if you're really doing can. if you're gonna get Lourdes, but you're not gonna get a DH, that investment doesn't really make sense because at that point, you're probably gonna have to play uh Jake McCarthy, I guess, would be the next guy. Like he he probably becomes an everyday player for you at that point. And you'd rather have Jake McCarthy play the outfield than Lourdes Gurriel Jr., or at least it's comparable. So yeah, if if that were the case, then you would rather go get someone who is, you know, more of a DH type than, you know, spending on someone like Lourdes, who is a decent hitter, but also has defensive value that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily use all that much. Jack Summers brings up a great point. He said also Mike also said he wants more pitching. How to how to do all that? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> I, I don't know. Are the D-backs going to spend 200 million. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but. One way that they could achieve their goals and get all of the positional needs that they're looking to fill is by maybe going out and getting a guy that could fill more than one positional need for them. A guy that they have been linked to that could be that is Mitch Garver, because we do know that the Arizona Diamondbacks are looking for a backup catcher as well as a DH, and Garver could fit that role at 32 years old. Yeah, Garver, man. You look at his stats real quick. They are... They're pretty, pretty nice. Good. They're pretty nice. Pretty a good. 270 average with the Texas Rangers this last year. Uh, 370 on base percentage, a 500 slugging percentage. Absurd. 19 homers, 50 RBI. That's in 87 games. I mean, 87. you, you, yeah, you look at this, like games. you stretch this out over a full season. Mitch Garver's hitting like 35 bombs with yeah. over 100 RBI. Uh, yeah. He's he was that good. He's Christian Walker essentially, right? I mean, I mean these numbers are even better than. I mean, yeah. Christian Walker didn't have a 370 on base percentage. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So that's a great point. But he's also been he has he's been a little inconsistent. Uh, you look at his numbers in 2022, they don't look like this. You look at his numbers in 2021, they <laughs> do look like this. Yeah, that's very true. So he's clearly an above average hitter, but he hasn't been super consistent from a performance standpoint year to year. And there's also just tons of injury risk here. He, as I mentioned, he played only 87 games. He's had, uh, you know, uh, he's had problems everywhere, it, it seems like, which of course comes with being a catcher and just the grind that that is and the toll that it takes on your body. Mitch Carver has clearly felt that. And at this point, he's not really viewed as a catcher, I don't think, although he probably could be an emergency catcher. He could be, you know, a guy who has some value if you needed another another catcher. I don't know if I would. I don't know if the D-backs would be comfortable having just Gabby Moreno and Mitch Garver on the roster, um, but you'd at least want one more depth piece that you that you felt good about. But yeah, from from a hitting standpoint, 
if you could get a full season out of this version of Mitch Garver, like if he was ever able to put together a full season from a health standpoint, yeah, he'd be one of the most valuable hitters yeah. in all of baseball. And to, looking at those 2022 stats, one thing was that he had that right forearm flexor muscle strain and eventually had surgery on it in July yeah. that ended that season for him. But right. I mean, he was a big part of that trade from Minnesota uh, to, to the Texas Rangers. He was going to be their primary catcher going forward and again like jesse said that 2022 season doesn't look great now you know he's he's getting older those contracts uh the the big contracts aren't being offered the rangers did not uh make a qualifying offer to him um and so now he enters free agency uh and i think that honestly he could be a sneaky good pickup for the diamondbacks he really could this this is a total mike hazen move to get a guy that not to say people forgot about, but like, yeah, low key, kind of quietly, still had a good season, put up some incredible numbers, but just wasn't yeah. needed on this Rangers team that was very powerful without him, you know, and and not <laughs> to say they moved on, but Jonah Heim made it very easy for them, you know? Yeah, Jonah Heim, one of the best young catchers in, in the game for sure. Uh, obviously, we got to see him in the playoffs. MLB Trade Rumors has three years, 39 million for Mitch Garver. Maybe that's on the that high end. High, I don't yeah. I don't know if it's all that high. I mean, just given those numbers that we just talked about, like you got a guy who had almost a 900 OPS yeah. and has a decent track record, even though, like I said, there's been some inconsistency. If you really just want to like kind of swing for the fences and, and get someone who has more upside offensively than anyone else, Mitch Garver is probably that guy. Yeah. Like I know J.D. Martinez was great. I know... Um, you know, Jorge Soler certainly had a had a good season as well. I'm not sure I'd project any of those guys to be as good as Mitch Garver in 2024. But the D-backs don't tend to sign guys who don't have, you know, who have sketchy like durability history. It seems like they prefer the safer options, the safer bet. So it doesn't feel to me like a move that they would make. But who knows? I mean, it Mitch Garver is a really, really good hitter and would fit in pretty well into this lineup. I think it mostly depends on, you know, what the contract here. I understand for Mitch Garver at 32 years old, you probably want something like a three-year deal, you know, at this point in your career just to secure yeah. your, your future there a bit. But Probably what it'll uh, be. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Diamondbacks try to get uh, an older player like that, uh, but again, on a shorter deal, it might not work out for Mitch Garver. But another name you brought up was Adam Adam Duvall, a thirty five year old Adam outfielder. Duvall, Jack Summers, when he was on the show on Monday, okay. brought up, and I was yeah. like, you know, what? we should talk about Adam Duvall in a little bit more detail. Yeah, uh, this was a good call. If we look at his numbers for twenty twenty three, not quite Mitch Garver numbers, but still pretty impressive. A two forty seven average, three hundred three on base, yeah, five thirty one slugging percentage. He had twenty one home runs. 58 RBI, 1.9 wins above replacement. Yeah, he was really good. Like Adam Duvall is just kind of coasted along as a pretty solid major league player. Uh, he certainly had his ups and downs. I I don't think I would looking at some of the underlying numbers. I don't think I would I would expect Adam Duvall to be quite this good in uh, in 2024. But yeah, if you're looking for in my mind, if the D-backs go and get a DH, but they still have some money left to spend, Adam Duvall could make a lot of sense. If they don't have money for like a Guriel, they might have money for Adam Duvall as someone who could step in and play a, an adequate corner outfield, you know, hit a little bit and just give them some stability in the outfields beyond what they have currently. Uh, at, much like what we were talking about with Mitch Garver, Adam Duvall did not play 
uh, very much for those numbers. Uh, this he started. He was in ninety-two games. Played ninety-two games, Jason. Right. And he was able to get twenty-one R, uh, home runs and fifty-eight RBI. That's impressive. And again, it is. We know that the Diamondbacks aren't necessarily looking for someone to, you know, if they go after Duvall, they're they're not going to expect him to play every day. But especially as a DH, he could just be very valuable for this team to bring those kind of offensive numbers over on a regular basis. I don't think it's going to necessarily take. You know, the Diamondbacks going out and getting one of the biggest names in the free agency market in order for them to potentially get a guy like this that, that again, could be sneaky good as far as contributions to this team offensively. Yeah, he, he missed most of the first half of the season with a left distal radius fracture. Uh, he came back from that on June 9th and basically played the, the rest of the year. So he was pretty durable after coming back from that. That was obviously a, a pretty significant injury. But, um, yeah, I mean, he played center field. Like, Adam Duvall played a lot of innings in center field for the Red Sox last year at age 35. I don't think you want Adam Duvall necessarily playing center field, but he can at least do it if you absolutely needed it for some reason. And in a corner spot, he's he's pretty solid. And he has, he has a decent arm as well, not like a cannon arm, but a decent arm. You could put him in right field and move uh, Corbin Carroll to left field. I think that would make sense. So, um, so yeah, Adam Duvall... I, I could I could certainly see it happening. Um, we have Elise asking how much room on the forty man do we have for a few more free agents? Currently, the D backs forty man roster is at thirty nine. Right. So one, that's where we're at. But they could they could make more room if they, they if they needed could. to. I wouldn't I wouldn't view that as being a real deterrent. And you know, if they want to get three more guys, they can they can get three more guys. I think I answered the ladies' question, Jesse. That's it. That's all I was doing here. Uh, because that's definitely something like, you know, again, not not that that impacts their roster right now, but uh, it could be potentially an issue for them if they, you know, should they. Like we know we added Blake Walston to the 40-man roster uh, to avoid the Rule 5 draft stuff, and there's other things there involving uh, some of their other young players. Interesting to see how it works out, especially considering if they don't in free agency go after a pitcher but do maybe acquire an outfielder and a DH and – see how that impacts their starting rotation but as a, as it's currently constituted are we planning on going into the season with Rivera Peterson and Suarez all on the 40-man roster um I, I mean like how, I, I know I, I know what he's doing here <laughs> already and I don't well I, like I that mean he, Suarez played every game last put, year right Peterson and, right there and in the the, both of those guys aren't great by any means so i could see right. a world where you want to get rid of one bring in a different guy yeah. for the 40-man roster rivera seems a little redundant to me the 40-man roster I, I i would still keep rivera on the 40-man roster if i could um i don't know if he would make the the opening day roster necessarily but um there are, i think there are still other guys on the roster like if the D-backs need to create a couple 40-man spots. I think they I think they probably could. Also, yes, uh, Jack just put this in the chat, and it is on Twitter right now. Ken Rosenthal just put out a very mysterious tweet about how if there is a specific change in Dodger personnel during Shohei Otani's contract, Otani may opt out of the contract at the end of that season where the change occurs. We don't know who this person is yet. So there's, there's someone within the Dodgers organization where if he leaves, it gives Otani the ability to opt out. I believe I have a new task at hand. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find out David's who this got a new guy mission. is and get uh, him to leave. It's 100% got to be Mookie Betts, right? It's 100% got to be Mookie Betts. Yeah, if Mookie clearly, Betts clearly. leaves, I'm out because <laughs> that's my dog. I mean, Dodger personnel, I, 
I imagine that's a like a staff member, a coach, right? Yeah. Not not like one of his one of his teammates. And it'd be really weird to tie it to one of his teammates. Yeah, and like, I mean, yeah, of if course, this player leaves, I'm out. That and I mean that it's something, but like it could be some like couldn't that be like a potentially like a translator or somebody that's personal to him that then has to be part of the Dodgers personnel and like that could not be. even bring like the, just bringing the S up seems like a cause for alarm, but it's just a standard thing where it's like, yeah, my personal assistant or interpreter or whatever and this person that person's gonna get paid whoever they are oh God, yes. like the dodgers God, yes. cannot afford for whoever that is to that's, leave the this is my, that's my end goal with my entire life jesse i've been riding on mega rand's coattails until the day that i could be like just as some sort of position that i get paid lots of money to just still be his friend that's why that's why i do this that and to be the godfather do is is adopted son. Like, uh gotta gotta do things you know for yourself gotta be a little selfish sometimes uh but Speaking of selfishness, I'm going to continue to scratch. Damon, do you have a do you have a uh, uh, coin for you me here? Grants, I, I need a coin to get down on this because, of course, I'm not doing it with my fingernail. I'm I'm doing this classy. I'm I'm a man of of honor and good taste. But if you are, you should get yourself some of these amazing holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. They make last minute shopping easy. They make great gifts for other people. If you want to say that kind of thing, I again. Uh, talking about being selfish just a few moments ago. I'm selfish, and I can't believe I caught that because I didn't even see it. But here's my coin to scratch my snow globe, snow globe cash scratcher. Uh, there is a scratcher for everyone on your list. Don't make, don't make the mistake I did of promising your co-host or your significant other half <laughs> of your scratchers when they're not even doing any of the work of doing the actual scratching themselves. I did one. I did one while you, you were did. gone. I was proud of you for that, but I'm going to see if I want any money on this one. Again, top prizes can uh, top out at half a million dollars so if you see me just at any point do one of these scratchers and then get up and run out of the studio no it's because i probably won the big prize but let's see what we got here anything good uh let's see we got these uh, these scratchers are great i'm telling you they make the perfect stocking stuffer and again you can get them for your family members when they come over to your house and they'll give you guys something to do so go out and buy your holiday scratchers today find a retailer like our friends at circle k near you at arizonalottery.com must be 21 or over uh, or older to play elise says uh lol i know the that would be the funniest thing ever if it was dave roberts Imagine if it was Dave Roberts. <laughs> a lot of Dodgers fans won't like that. I'll tell you that much. I mean, uh, I think that I think they just extended Dave Roberts for uh, just like a handful of seasons. I want I want to say it's like through 2025 or something. I don't think Dave Roberts has like a super long term deal. But yeah, I'm gonna guess that it's probably not Dave Roberts. It could be as as people wondered in the chat, like an interpreter or some other staff member who would mm -hmm. be especially important mm -hmm. for for Shohei Otani. Oh man, we were close on the fifty thousand, Jesse. Oh. So close on the fifty thousand. Oh. oh, like two numbers away. Anyway, uh, well, I got another way to make some money because uh, that didn't work out for me today. But uh, I will do so over at BetMGM. Uh, I listen to Damon, even though I probably shouldn't sometimes. But he does give some good uh, betting advice every once in a while. And I love getting down on the same game parlays because, of course, you can make yourself uh, some money. And, of course, they call my cow my bets cowardly, but I say <laughs> they're intelligent and they make money. Uh, so you can use the uh, BetMGM Sportsbook app however you wish. Download the app today on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. 
PHNXPodcast.com. If you sign up and deposit at least $10 into your sportsbook account and use our code of PHNX, uh, you will receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So, of course, uh, make sure to get down on that and, and make that first bet a big one. Sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Oh, nailed it. Uh, spring training tickets go on sale, Jesse, on Friday. What? It's pretty wild. <laughs> the, the, the postseason body isn't even cold yet. It's crazy. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. But that's how fast uh, this offseason will be over. Those tickets go out on sale on Friday, so do not miss that. That's that's fun. That's fun. That's exciting. Makes me feel like I, I don't even miss baseball. But uh, I will say this. Get your tickets so that you can go out and see the Arizona Diamondbacks trio of hitters, which somehow ranked in the top 10 of trios in baseball. Let's take a look at this graphic from MLB.com. This is pretty incredible. The Arizona Diamondbacks trio of Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, and Christian Walker ranked ninth right above the Orioles trio here of some pretty good young players uh, and right below uh, Tampa Bay, which I don't so much agree with, but everybody else on this list is very, very good. So it's very cool for the Diamondbacks to be a part of this because it's hard to argue with any of the top seven choices there. Uh, I'd argue with a couple of them. Which one? I'd argue with the Phillies. Oh, Kyle Schwarber was a below replacement level player last yeah, year. Really I'm That's not sure. Point. Which granted, yes, and I didn't know. Didn't have to give Trey Turner applause for him to get his career turned around. Right, his right, exactly. Turned around. Like, didn't have to give him standing ovations. I know that a you know a big reason why Kyle Schwarber was a below replacement level player was that he was he had to play left field for a while, and that went about as well as you could have expected <laughs> it to. So yeah, if he's a DH, he is a valuable player for sure. But even then, like, I don't know if Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, I would. I mean, like. Corey Seager and Marcus Semien last year were both like seven war players, and Dolis Garcia was pretty good too. That's good. The fact that those that those trios are right next to each other, I don't know if I I really agree with that. Um, the Padres are the Padres. I'm not I'm not so sure. Uh, Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. None of those guys really had all that great of a season in 2023. Xander Bogarts did kind of come around and had pretty good numbers at the end, but Machado, not so much Tatis by his standards, not a, not a great season. Um, I, I think they should definitely be in the top 10. I'm just, I'm not so sure that I would have them quite that high on the list, but it's, it's close. The Phillies one is my, is my primary gripe there. Danielle has the sick ass burn here. Uh, Danielle said Dodgers trio had one more postseason hit than I did. 
last year. (laughs) Got him. All right. Facts. Those are big facts. Well, uh, of course, we are going to get out of here, but we appreciate you guys uh, for stopping by. Of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you check out all of our partners. Uh, First, make sure to check out Illegal Pete's because right now, Illegal Pete's has got you covered this holiday season. They're your go-to spot from caterings to gift cards, which do not. Come on. Gift cards are amazing. Gift cards get a bad rap. I love giving people gift cards because as much as you think it's a crummy present that people don't actually want when they get one, they're like, hell yeah, I got a gift card to Illegal Pete's. Patio season goes hard this winter at Illegal Pete's. Of course, always means patio beers. They got the strongest margaritas in Arizona. Whether you're shopping for a margarita maniac like Damon or a queso connoisseur like Jesse, uh, Illegal Pete's is your one-stop <laughs> shop to spread the cheer. Grab $100 in Illegal Pete's gift cards and get an extra $25 gift card for free. Looking for some fun stocking stuffers? Check out their holiday merch sale. All t-shirts are just $15 through the end of the year, and they got some incredible shirts, by the way, so make sure to check out Illegal Pete's. And I a, am a queso connoisseur. He is a queso connoisseur. Uh, <laughs> but he did, another thing uh, that make a great stocking stuffer, of course, is OG's brands uh, and their gummies. Their gummies are wonderful. Uh, they make a great stocking stuffer for your loved one uh, or for yourself. So make sure uh, to check out OG's brands. They have a variety of bold flavors. Their OG's gummies are a slam dunk for your taste buds. Plus, you can customize your experience based on desired effect and strength. They even have a big OG's coming out that's like 100 milligrams in a single serving. They say you can cut it into pieces and share, but you know, I won't be doing that. So, uh, make sure to check out all of their wonderful, uh, classics like the fruits and creams, uh, pigs, raspberry, orange RSO, and more to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them head on over to ogsbrands.com. Uh, well, that's, that's it for today, guys. Hopefully we don't have to talk about the Dodgers getting any more uh, new players tomorrow, but in the meantime, <laughs> you can keep up with us. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K on the X.com. This man over here is at Jesse N. Friedman. We are all Damon's dogs. He is the people's producer, and you can find him at Damon Dog. That's D A W G. Uh, and like I said, we're Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. bark. Uh, we did it that time. We got it. <laughs> Look at that synergy. Uh, in the meantime, though, you can also follow uh, our account at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much for stopping by. We appreciate your time. We'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. And remember, kids, uh, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you have Dodgers money. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 